Chad, we have quorum uh, whenever Kurt is ready. Okay, thanks. Recording in progress. All right, we have a quorum. I'll call a meeting to order. Um, do we want to do introductions, Jessica? Jessica Mortinger, Transportation Planning Manager. May I start, please, with the instructions for today's meeting? Great. Okay. Good afternoon. I'm Jessica Mortinger, Transportation Planning Manager, and I'm here with Ashley Breyers on video and Kyle Kobe, a planner in person. We will work alongside Chad Voigt, Vice Chair, to facilitate the meeting proceedings today for the Technical Advisory Committee. This meeting is being recorded and broadcast live on the city's YouTube channel and public access cable channel 25. During the meeting, when you are not participating, please mute yourself by clicking on the microphone icon found on the lower left-hand side of the Zoom menu next to the video icon. When you are muted, a red line will appear over the icon. Muting your microphone during the meeting will make it easier for everyone to hear you. You'll just have to remember to unmute if and when you want to speak. In some cases, we may mute people as needed to minimize distractions during the meeting. Please remember to state your name and title for the benefit of those listening remotely. You can turn on and off your video by clicking on the video icon for the purpose of this meeting. Please keep your video on when you are participating in the meeting. When you are not participating, it's okay to turn off your video. Just remember to turn your video back on when you are participating. If you are participating by phone, you can click star six to unmute your phone. For those using Zoom, somewhere on your screen, you'll see a choice to toggle between speaker and gallery view. Speaker view shows the active speaker. Gallery view tiles all meeting participants. There are no individuals currently registered in advance to provide public comment remotely. If any do, in the meantime, they will be called upon um, by name uh, at their assigned time. Uh, if When you are called on, please unmute your device and state your name before speaking. The chair will then call for in-person public comments for those who are physically present. Kyle uh, will then direct them to the podium to speak while following social distancing and safety protocols. Can I confirm, Kyle, at this point in time, there's no one in person in the commission room at this point in time. Hi, I'll Kobe with planning. I can confirm there's no one in the room at this time. Okay, thank you. Uh, Jessica Mortinger again. All motions will need to be stated clearly. After a motion is made and seconded, staff will call each member individually to provide their vote. Staff will then need to announce whether the motion carried in the count of the vote. Now I will turn the meeting over to Ashley uh, to proceed with roll call and introductions. Thank you. I'm Ashley Byers, Transportation Planner. Uh, when I say your name, please say who you're representing. Dave Cronin. President, City of Lawrence. Uh, we don't have anybody from KU, I believe. Okay. Wendy Corner. Wendy Corner. I'm the Transportation Specialist for Lawrence Transit. Amy Miller. Amy Miller, Assistant Planning and Development Services Director for the City of Lawrence. Glenn Rodden. Glenn Rodden, City Administrator, Baldwin City. Uh, Lindley Sanford is not here from Lecompton. Allison Smith. Um, Allison Smith, KDOT Planning. Chad Voigt. Chad Voigt, Douglas County Public Works. And Allie Weems. It's Management Intern, Steve Eudora. Thank you. And then we also have Laura McCullough from the Public Health. Yeah. Yep. And if I need to say anything else. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. That's good. And Cecily Cochran. Yes, here, Federal Highway, Kansas Division. Thank you. I think that's everyone. So I'll turn it back over to, oh, and Ari. Ari is our intern. Turn it back over to Chad. Okay, so we got call to order and introductions taken care of. Next on the agenda is public comment, but uh, there was nobody there. Is there anybody online? Do we have anybody for public comment? 
Okay, we can move on then to item C, approve the minutes. Um, has everybody had a chance to review the minutes? And are, does anybody on the committee have comments on the minutes? Does anyone want to make a motion to approve the minutes? I'd make a motion to approve the July 6, 2021 minutes. Dave Cronin, Steve Lawrence. Is there a second? Allison Smith, Kate out, I'll second. All right, moved and seconded to approve the July 6, 2021 minutes. Uh, we'll do a roll call for approval. Thank you. Ashley Breyers, transportation planner. I will go by last name in alphabetical order. Cronin? Approve. Corner? Approved. Miller? Approved. Rodden? Well, I can't approve. I wasn't here. Okay. Smith? Approve. Okay. Boyd? Approve. Beans. Oh, did, did you say yes? I didn't hear you. I'm sorry. Okay. All right. So the motion passes six to zero with one abstention. Thank you. Great. All right. Moving on to item D, uh, agenda items. And the first one is the federal fiscal year 2021 through 24 transportation improvement tip amendment number three. And Ashley is going to take that for us. Yes, thank you. Ashley Byers, Transportation Planner. I'm going to share my screen and pull up the document. Okay. So the Transportation Improvement Program, or TIP, is developed completely brand new every two years. And then in the intervening years, we do amendments in order to make sure it's up to date and has all of the projects that are receiving federal or state funding or are regionally significant in our area. And so this was the schedule tip amendment number three. It was open for public comment for 15 days and we did not receive any public comments. And it's actually a fairly lengthy amendment uh, because we needed to program several new projects, including some surfacing projects, uh, this one on US-24 for KDOT, and then an ITS project, Intelligent Transportation System project for some signals uh, at 6th and Mass. And then we have some Lawrence Transit projects for the uh, American Rescue Plan and some electric buses. And we have a new Douglas County project as well. And then there are revisions for various projects in order to make sure they are more aligned with how projects are developing or will be spending funding. And so we actually go on to page two. Uh, so here's even more. One thing to note is uh, Lawrence Transit is removing this CARES Act capital assistant project, assistance project, because they ended up deciding to use all that funding for operating rather than for capital. And then there are the TA projects from that were awarded earlier in the summer and were included in the TIP amendment. Uh, so we needed to add the KDOT number to those projects. So those are all the projects. Uh, we did include, let's see, this 
one here. South Iowa's Traffic Street Project was added on the first day of public comment. So it was included for the entire 15-day public comment period, but wanted to make sure that you were aware that it was added on the day. I will stop sharing my screen and see if you have any questions. Ashley, this is Allison with KDOT. Um, that Lawrence Transit, the change from capital to operating, does it not, it doesn't need to be in the tip? Uh, this is Ashley Breyer's transportation planner. So it is in there. We, they were both programmed. It was capital and operating. And so the operating, I guess it was, increased while the capital went away to reflect okay. that. Okay, thank you. This is Chad Voigt, Douglas County. I've got a question, maybe Jessica, if you know the uh, congressional um, project designations that we did a little bit of work on like two or three months ago. I've been trying to watch the infrastructure bill to see if those are still in there. Do you have any idea? Jessica Mortinger, Transportation Planning Manager. I have not seen anything that would indicate we are good to go with those yet, that we would, there's that still in the process. But I don't know if those are, all of those are included in the bill that they're most recently considering. We will have to continue to track that information. Okay. It's very hard to track. Yes. I saw the bill as it came out this week and it was 2,700 pages. So, um, it's, but I don't think that stuff's in there. I think it would be like linked to another motion by them or something. So, but if you see something, let us know. Jessica Martin, your transportation planning manager. We will because all of those allocations and awards from federal funding will require a TIP amendment to be able to obligate. So we will be watching that and time that as best we can. And if we need to get into a situation where it doesn't fit into a quarterly amendment, we can discuss that with KDOT in terms of timing and scheduling. Are there any other questions or comments from the committee on the TIP amendment number three? We would need a motion to approve this amendment. Uh, just a second, Jed, um, is there any public comment for it? That, that's one thing we need to ask. Okay, is there any public comment on the TIP amendment? Kyle Kobe with planning, I can confirm there's nobody in the room to provide public comment and I don't see any hands going up via Zoom either. Thank you. With that, we're looking for a motion to approve TIP Amendment number three. Amy Miller, City of Lawrence. I would make a motion that we recommend approval of the federal fiscal year 2021 through 2024 Transportation Improvement Program Amendment number three. I'll second that motion. Um, and again, let's call for a roll call, roll call of uh, aye or nay or abstain. Thank you. Ashley Breyers. Cronin? Aye. Corner? 
Aye. Miller? Aye. Rodden? Yes. Smith? Aye. Boyd? Aye. And Weems? Thank you. Motion passes seven to zero. Thank you. All right, moving on to item two, the Unified Planning Work Program. Jessica, take it away. Yeah, Jessica Moringer, Transportation Planning Manager. I'm going to go ahead and share my screen with you. Hopefully, you can see this. I'm looking at just the list of changes that were proposed in um, the 2021 Unified Planning Work Amendment number one. Um, this uh, amendment summaries adjusts um, some of the actualities for uh, rates for uh, work within the year, um, updates some direct expenses that we uh, knew were happening, reduces the amount of part-time staff uh, we anticipate billing to the grant um, and changed how we are direct billing some benefits related to our ability to reconcile our accounts. Um, we added some work, including um, a the recruitment for a travel demand model update uh, consultant recruitment um, later in fourth quarter for some planned work we'll be looking at in the future for uh, transportation 2040 update in 2022. Um, and then we've updated activities around uh, public participation plan evaluation and update and a federal highway road functional classification update planned for fourth quarter. We also added the mission of the pursuit for a mobility planner in coordination with the Kansas Department of Transportation that will be housed in the plan Transportation Planning Division of uh, Planning and Development Services. And uh, we removed the Lawrence work we had mentioned around multimodal traffic impact studies because we had a misunderstanding. Um, and some of that work was already completed last year and there's nothing additional planned this year. Um, that's what we have in the amendment. It was out for public comment from July 7th to the 16th and we received no uh, comments from the public. I'd be happy to entertain any questions you might have about this amendment or any of the work included in our UPWP. Any questions or comments from the committee? Hearing none, any uh, public comment or questions? Kyle Kilby with planning. Um, there's nobody in the room to comment on this and I don't see any hands going up on Zoom either. All right, um, then we need a motion recommending approval of Unified Planning Work Program, Amendment 1. Uh, the City and Lawrence, I'd recommend approval of the 2021 Unified Planning Work Program, Amendment Number One. I'll second. All right, a motion and a second. Let's get a roll call vote. All right, Ashley Byers, Transportation Planner. Cronin. Aye. Corner. Aye. Miller. Aye. Rodden? Aye. Smith? Aye. Boyd? Aye. Weems? Aye. Right. Motion passes seven to zero. Great. <laughs> Item number three, Eudora Baldwin City LeCompton Pedestrian Plan Subcommittees. And this will be Ashley, right? That's right. 
Uh, Ashley Bryas, Transportation Planner. Let me move over the agenda here. Okay. I'm actually going to share my screen so you can see it. There we go. So in July, we created through the MPO Policy Board and with TAC recommending approval of this, a pedestrian plan steering committee for the Lawrence plan. And we said we would come back this month to set up the structure for the Eudora, Baldwin City and the Compton pedestrian plan work. Through discussion with staff, the MPO staff is recommending that we create subcommittees from TAC that will have the TAC representative for each of those cities on it, and then various people from each of the communities to serve as a working group. We don't have those people identified at the moment, so we're just looking for the ability to establish those subcommittees of TAC at this moment. And we've communicated with all of the representatives and seem to be okay with doing that as our structure. We also plan to work on this during the fall um, and try to get it completed before we start working on Transportation 2050. So it will be a, a shorter update process. I will stop sharing my screen and answer any questions. Ashley, uh, this is Chad Boyd, Douglas County. Um, who is our representative in Lecompton on the committee, on the TAC committee? So Ashley Byers, transportation planner. It's Lindley Sanford, and she has been attending the most recent meetings. She just had a conflict today, so okay. wasn't able to attend. And she talked about discussing with the council who they would like to include on that. Right. And, and all three of these would be separate committees, separate processes, and you all would work with them to guide the process Correct. individually. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then what does that look like later for the full committee? What do we see? So the working group would help us develop it and we would share the draft with them and figure it all out. And then we would bring it back to TAC and TAC would be kind of the overall steering committee to provide direction on it before we finish up and take it to policy board. And so we would um, be rolling that into one overall plan that has their areas broken out separately, but it's all part of one one plan, right? That's our intention at the moment is okay. to have okay. one plan with different chapters for each of the cities. Okay. Are there any other questions or comments from the committee on this? Do we have any public comment on this item? I'll go be with planning. There's nobody in the room to speak on this. And I don't see any hands going up on Zoom either. Okay. I'll make a motion that we establish the subcommittees um, as stated in, in the agenda uh, for the uh, pedestrian plan for each of these communities. Is there a second? Amy Miller, City of Lawrence, second. 
Great. Can we get a roll call vote, please? Yes. Ashley Breyer, transportation planner. Cronin? Aye. Corner? Aye. Miller? Aye. Rodden? Oh, looks like he left his chair. Well, skip that one. Uh, Smith? Aye. Hoyt? Aye. Weems? Aye. Right. Motion passes with six to zero. And I guess one abstention. Okay, great. Next item, transportation and land use research. This is a discussion item. Jessica, take it away. Yeah, Jessica Mortinger, transportation planning manager. So we discussed uh, last month the conversation about working through the TAC process to begin some research um, around transportation best practices and land use based on some entity issues and concerns um, that have been raised either through um, strategies or things identified in our long-range transportation plan and or through the implementation of that plan uh, since the last plan as an opportunity to do some research um, to identify future strategies uh, that can be prioritized for implementation. Um, I do want to point out that originally um, we had had a conversation um, with both the Planning Commission and the Multimodal Transportation Commission and um, about this work that we were planning to do. And we weren't sure how we were going to structure the work. And we decided last month with you that we would do it through the Technical Advisory Committee. I wanted to point out that we've had some attention drawn um, from a member of one of those committees about their concern of this group doing that work. Um, we are trying to be transparent in the fact that there are some other uh, ongoing conversations, particularly in the City of Lawrence, CIP process for capital improvement planning to identify future work around the update of the land development code. And we, we really want to be careful about the research and the strategy identification that we're doing in this process to not confuse the public about that larger process that could be occurring. And so um, kind of having a, having a process that's still public, but within TAC and is more uh, staff research focused um, to explore some of these issues we felt is the appropriate way to do that. And um, we've addressed that as such, reminding to everybody that TAC is public open meetings. So uh, those members could uh, participate if they chose to attend um, to follow these conversations. But I just wanted to alert you to that to that process. Today, I'd like to talk a little bit about the items that we have bulleted just at a high level to kind of hear if you have any thoughts about any of these items or specific things you would like to see um, in the research that we plan to do. Um, and then I would like to take the opportunity to have Ari uh, present the work they have been working on in relation to uh, the first point, which is our major thoroughfares map revision. Um, that's something that we do as part of Transportation 2040 update um, for next year. So we feel the research for that will lead very nicely in to some considerations that we can explore for that process. Um, but I would open up first the conversation to you all to see if you had thoughts about any of these work items in particular or their importance in thinking that um, any uh, maybe a prioritization if you thought any of these are uh, something that are issues or concerns you've seen and or you want to uh, talk a little more about. Should we go through the list? Is that most helpful to everybody? Yeah, that sounds good. Okay. 
So the first one I had on the list was the major thoroughfares map revision. And we had specifically written on there, consider the addition or stratification of street classifications. Um, that had particularly come out of conversations that we've heard the community have around uh, 19th Street, although I imagine Dave can kind of chime into some other stuff he's alerted us to a little bit and share with um, you. I'd put you on the spot to do that, Dave, if you're okay with that, and then anybody else can add around that conversation. This is Dave Cronin, and uh, you were breaking up a little. I think my internet connection is slow, so let me know. If yeah, Jessica Morton, your transportation planning manager. Dave, I was asking if you could speak a little bit about the issues related to this topic. Gotcha. Dave Cronin's the engineer. <clears throat> um, yeah, I think the city of Lawrence was interested in um, looking at some stratification of our collector streets. Um, there are some communities that have major collectors, minor collectors, minor collectors are, um, you know, probably more residential type collectors. So maybe it's not minor or major, but it's, it's um, uh, residential or commercial classification. But um, something to, um, you know, right now we currently just have a collector street typical street section and um, we want to look at maybe having some flexibility on the um, the, the typical section for for collector streets um, we've had some conversations on those with obviously Jessica mentioned East 19th Street um, that may even spill over into what's a minor arterial uh, street standards. Um, we have, you know, uh, streets like Queens Road, which is a minor arterial north of Walker Roo. So there's some other minor arterial streets um, that are um, maybe extended in, in the future as the city continues to grow. So I think, um, you know, overall, just a comprehensive look on our classification of major thoroughfares and maybe um, that will kind of tie in a little to some of the design, streetscape design standards, um, creating typical sections, um, particularly for when we are um, having conversations on um, context sensitive design and having some flexibility and um, I don't know. Come on, come on my thoughts, I guess, Jessica, hopefully that helps. Um, I think, uh, I guess I would also, I mean, uh, really all, all of the street, we, you know, we want to look at streetscape with, it ties into the parking, the parking policies and best practices. How wide is the street? Well, if you have, uh, if you don't uh, allow on-street parking, the street doesn't need to be as wide. Um, um, so I think some of these things kind of tie together, streetscape design, right-of-way parking policies and, and, and typical section of streets by classification. Jessica Morton, your transportation planning manager. Thank you, Dave. I think that helps. And in a second, you'll get to see kind of the beginning of some of that conversation we've had in terms of the outline that Ari will present once we get through kind of the discussion of this. Um, so any thoughts or conversation any more about major thoroughfares? Jessica, this, this is Chad Foy, Douglas uh -huh. County. Um, just to take a step back to the, the memo 
covering all of these bullets, uh, you were pointing out that um, there was concern about the committee working on this or, or the MPO working on this. Is that because it's Lawrence specific or does this extend outside the city limits? Um, well, Jessica Mortinger, transportation planning manager, um, I don't know that the concern is that it's Lawrence specific. The concern particularly was that staff is the one doing the research. And I think they, uh, this particular commenter member um, was just concerned that they felt like maybe we, our research wouldn't be progressive enough to present all the brightest or all the broadest um, ideas that could be pursued as, as um, solutions to some of these perceived um, and actual challenges that are being faced. And so I think they were more less concerned about the fact that there are other jurisdictions also as part of the conversation, um, because there are some of these things we could get into, you know, that could impact other other all other communities besides Lawrence. Um, and depending on what we hear from you in terms of what you're kind of looking for, I think the research can can help other places possibly first off. But I think secondly, their their concern was more along the lines is of that um, they felt those committees should drive the work and get involved sooner and um, shape that a little bit more than allowing just staff to do that. So in your memo, you're, you're talking about making this a work plan in the third and fourth quarter of the year. And um, how does that address the concern? Well, so we we are planning on doing that work. That's what we're starting is that research now. This is Jessica Martinger, Transportation Planning Manager. And I think the way that we're, we are addressing the concern at this point is when we originally had these plans um, to put out, you know, to do this work, we were not aware last year when we wrote this into our work plan that there is going to be conversation in the city of Lawrence to update the development code. So some of that process that's being explored has changed our approach a little bit in the sense that us having a large public process discussing some of these things that are also relevant to the land development code could be perceived as confusing and or in conflict to that possible process. Um, so that's our first thing. Secondly, you could see that some of our workload has changed a little bit in the UPWP. And I think one of the recognition is that having a larger public committee um, that uses citizens instead of just staff might not fit within the workload that we had planned and how we had really envisioned this to be a more technical kind of just best practices research approach um, to provide some strategy options that could be implemented. It's not actually doing any of these processes. So if we in the end um, as a committee make recommendations around the strategies to pursue any of these things, then I think each of the jurisdictions will have to take up individual work processes to do that. And that work will not be necessarily the responsibility of the MPO. Um, and so that's kind of how we've answered this is we, I don't know if that answers your question, but that's kind of how we've envisioned this and what's changed in the meantime and how we feel like that question is addressed and why we are just still wanting to share that with you because it is a concern and we want to be transparent about our intentions to do this work. Okay, and it says that we would establish a steering committee. So at what point does that happen? 
Well, so I think that's our conversation that when we presented this last month, Jessica Mortinger, Transportation Planning Manager, is that we brought it to TAC saying we would use TAC as the steering committee and our discussion and conversation to do that really has changed that conversation that we're not going back to MPO because the TAC is already an established steering committee or advisory committee to the MPO that we're not going back to establish a separate group. And that was the conversation that we had last month. Okay, thank you. Okay, Jessica Mortinger, Transportation Planning Manager. We'll go back. Does anybody else have any conversation about major thoroughfares? If not, we can move on to a conversation about that kind of has remained on our list. That's been something that we have talked about with the Technical Advisory Committee in the past, which is um, the placeholders in the land development code. This is one that's a little more vague to us um, because there are some placeholders for transportation corridor overlays that currently don't have any content in them. Again, they will be in a document that's under consideration for updating, but I'd be interested to hear any comments anyone might have about where about that work or where that might fall into priorities. This is Chad Voigt, Douglas County. Again, that feels like something that's fairly Lawrence specific. Are you looking for input outside the city? Yeah, I think the the this specific task was very specifically tied to um, the development code. So I would say for this one, it's talking about something very specific, but if there is some other need for larger corridor overlays in, um, in our region, then I think that this would be the time to talk about it. If not, then I think that's appropriate to just identify it. It's a very Lawrence-specific issue, and we can, can we can have that conversation with our Lawrence stakeholders. Does anyone else on the committee have comments about that specific point? Okay, hearing none, I think you can keep going, Jessica. Okay, um, so here we had access management planning um, a long time ago, uh, over five years ago. At one point, MPO had some other work planned to explore different access management or corridor-specific access management needs, um, and whether that be uh, just prioritizing and investigating the existing policies and um, exploring how they're operationalized or issues or concerns we have about those. Um, that work never was really something that got completed and it kind of fell off the workload. It's still um, in this realm in regards to the most recent conversation that I've specifically heard about um, access management planning is the conversation we've had around 23rd Street. Um, and so particularly with the access management plan that was previously there when it served as K-10. Um, we've also uh, mentioned, I think, uh, with TAC when we've considered previous conversations for competitive funding um, to uh, 6th Street access management, um, particularly the portion um, between Iowa and Massachusetts Street. So I don't know uh, if anybody has any thoughts about anything within that realm and its priority. Any thoughts on that from the committee? 
Dave Cronin to the engineer. As far as the priority, I would maybe just put that below the major thoroughfares. I think it's uh, it's been on our list for a while and um, may not be the top priority, but I think it's worth a discussion. Keep it on the on the list. I think Sixth Street in particular is um, is one specific corridor that we should look at. And this is Chad Voigt, Douglas County. Um, you mentioned that it, that you've done research on existing policies and um, where they, that needs to be done. So I just point out that the county has a fairly well-defined uh, code actually on access management and it applies to county routes and township roads. So it would just be a matter of bringing that in under the, under the discussion. And, and I don't see that changing on our end. We've, we've been relying on that. It was in 2006, so it's fairly well established. Any other comments from the committee? Jessica, you want to move on? Yeah, Jessica Moore is your transportation planning manager. The next item we have on our list is right-of-way parking policies and parking best practices. We left this a little vague. I know in the city uh, land development code, Article 9 has recently been revised. There was still some concern, I think, from uh, Multimodal Transportation Commission that they had expressed to planning commission that there that some of that, um, the ties between private parking and public parking within the right-of-way um, weren't um, inherently clear or they would like to be expanded on more. We, we have um, discussed other local issues about uh, uh, private site plan development and parking within the right-of-way in terms of using parking within the right-of-way to meet uh, site requirements and uh, having a consistent policy about that or when it is uh, done um, that has um, been done. We were kind of pulling together some of those uh, examples, I think. Any other thoughts or comments about right-of-way parking policies and parking best practices? Ooh, before I turn it over, we also had um, an ORIAD, um, the EPA parking study that was done within the ORIAD neighborhood. And we have a 10-year uh, City of Lawrence downtown parking oper operations uh, plan. So those are the other things kind of related to parking that are on our radar. Um, the EPA study uh, uh, was uh, never uh, implemented. Um, and the downtown parking uh, operational plan is uh, under implementation now. Now I would turn it over if anybody has any thoughts, concerns, or issues related to that or thoughts about where it prioritizes. I don't think we've got any comments okay. on that, Jessica. Okay. Um, we'll go ahead and move on to our next 
um, bullet, which is connectivity policies for bicycle and pedestrian networks. So here, I think we were thinking about best practices in terms of obviously connecting um, networks, um, thinking about things that go so far as best practices around connections, you know, some of the retrofits we're doing about connecting right away uh, uh, parking to store entrances, thinking about policies around um, pedestrian easements and timing for constructing, um, where we have, you know, as an example, Lawrence has some pedestrian easements where the uh, infrastructure has never gotten constructed. Um, other things related to how we, we actually build our bicycle and pedestrian networks. Any thoughts here or where this should prioritize? Dave Cronin's the engineer. Jessica, um, you say connectivity policies. Is it something, will the policy um, potentially uh, translate to subdivision regulations or requirements and code for um, connecting facilities? Yeah. And this would be research on best practices? Uh, Jessica Martin, your transportation planning manager, I think that could be an appropriate technique or strategy. I know that's one that's been discussed publicly with some interest to Multimodal Transportation Commission. Any other thoughts on pedestrian and bicycle connectivity. All right, Jessica. Okay. All right, Jessica Morton, your transportation planning manager. Our last topic that we have kind of on the list is streetscape design. We've talked about it a little bit in relationship to some of the stratification and how it's tied to major thoroughfares. Um, we're looking at here, I think, some of the design elements um, of the streetscape, but also um, I think here may be considerations around um, pedestrian crossing improvements allowed, um, could be traffic calming elements, it could be um, just other more traditional streetscape um, considerations in terms of right-of-way parking policies, like um, Dave Cronin mentioned. So um, thoughts here um, could tie back into the streets, uh, like a complete streets policy. I know our communities talked before about a complete streets design guide, um, exploring uh, options here that could expand our streetscape design um, choices. Um, I'd open that to any conversation about uh, topical stuff here or how that would prioritize. This is Laura McCulloch. I just wanted to mention, I recently attended the Walk Bike Places conference um, virtually and, and Streetscape was one area that they talked some about. And I definitely like the idea of um, building for pedestrians and building streets for pedestrians as well. And so they did reference the pedestrian first toolkit. I don't know if that's something that you all have taken a look at or not, but I can paste it in just in case you haven't taken a look at that yet, but I really like some of the ideas that they discussed in there too, um, the, the different elements to think about what makes uh, a street appropriate for pedestrians of all ages and abilities. 
Jessica Mortinger, Transportation Planning Manager. Thanks, Laura. We could take a look at that. And I think that might be something we could look at compared to the complete streets policy checklist that's used. Maybe there's opportunities to evolve that, particularly in the city of Lawrence and make recommendations about considerations earliest in the design process in regard to considering all users. Okay. If there's no other thoughts at that point, we can get, uh, let Ari just um, pretty quickly walk through kind of the outline of what we're, well, we'll let Ari walk through the outline of what they're looking at for their kind of thing. So you can kind of see what research we're starting to put together in the process um, that we are, that we're kind of starting on to ask you kind of what else you would like to see, how else, other things that might be helpful for you to consider. And then um, maybe if we could bring it back to the, the big list after that to talk about, uh, we've started one topic, which other ones would you like us to kind of start next and prioritize um, so we can uh, get started on them? Ari? Good afternoon, everybody. My name is Ari. Uh, I'm an intern with the MPO. I'm going to go ahead and share my screen here. Can everyone see that? Okay. So as we've started to do research, uh, we started looking at street classifications. And so the concern or, that we've started to look at is whether or not our current street classifications classifications and design criteria have enough stratification um, that allow for flexibility in the design. Uh, and here is this little graphic that is in the T2040 plan showing the correlation between mobility and access and how that connects to different street types. And we've started to look, compile um, different street classifications that are within different Lawrence documents. So here we see the T2040 major thoroughfares, uh, the T2040 plan, and we've started to compile the definitions for those. We've also looked at the definitions and street types in the Lawrence Land Development Code, uh, as well as the City of Lawrence, the MSO, and how they've gone about classifying their streets and looking at some of their documents with regards to cross-section types uh, that are available for that, are, that pertain to different street types. Um, and here is their design table. We've also started to look at the fire code and how street type and street definitions might tie into access and loading uh, with regard to the fire code, both at the Lawrence um, fire code amendments as well as the international fire code itself and how they've chosen to define roads and include that in some of their uh, code definitions and requirements. And as we move forward with this particular research, um, we would like to start looking at peer review and best practices. We've also started looking at uh, other cities here in Shawnee, Kansas. And the question for the committee would be, as we move forward with this particular topic, um, what questions might we be asking or what things might you all want to see with regards to research um, that has to do with the street classification, um, whether that's how we define street classes or otherwise. Uh, thank you. So I'm going to ask a little more specific question to Ari's question, which is, 
So like for some of those street classifications, do you want to see street views, like screenshots of what those streetscapes look like? Do you want to see um, design elements around how those different classifications have design criteria? Do you want to see what their networks look like? Um, do you want a little bit of all of that or something else? Uh, Dave Cronin, city engineer. I personally, I like um, the visuals and, and typical sections, cross sections. I think that helps everyone um, kind of understand uh, street width and, and right of way. Um, you know what the right of way is and what the different options are for uh, using the right of way uh, for transportation purposes. And um, you know, I guess the other thing is, um, as far as research goes, is there, you know, best practices for um, based off of average daily traffic volumes for collectors versus, you know, like a minor collector versus a major collector versus a minor arterial, some criteria to use so that, um, again, as we're looking to the future and, and designing new streets when we grow and we're you know, hopefully able to use our model to project traffic volumes that will help drive some of the uh, beginning decision points on, you know, what type of classification street width is appropriate. Of course, we always will have conversations about other details in the context of the project, but um, I think, uh, you know, back to uh, my thought was that the average daily traffic volume would I think being important to look at to help stratus stratify those and, and maybe the use to the land use whether it's a um, residential area or commercial commercial or industrial that may help to review that as well what other communities do Jessica Martin's your transportation planning manager. Okay, that's helpful. Uh, Ashley, if we can go, I don't want to end this conversation prematurely. So if anybody has any other thoughts about that, we can continue to talk about it. Um, otherwise, Ashley, can we go back to your screen share with our priority list? Maybe I can be presumptuous and make a few assumptions based on kind of the level of discussion um, that some of these have yielded that maybe we will continue to follow up on our research of major thoroughfares followed uh, either closely with um, either right away parking policies, parking or streetscape design as um, kind of the next in line for elements. Followed maybe by connectivity and then access management, and then transportation corridor overlays. I'm just basing that based on kind of the interest in some of the conversation and feedback we heard. If you'd like any of those moved kind of in a different order, that would be helpful for us to hear. Uh, Dave Crohn, City Engineer, I, I would support um, this uh, order of priorities. 
Okay. Jessica Mortinger, transportation planning manager, anybody or Glenn or Allie, any thoughts and you don't have, I'm putting you on the spot so you don't have to answer now, but um, any thoughts in terms of your code or things that um, in terms of strategies we have uh, in any of our mode specific plans, that would be things you would like to have added to the list in relation specifically to your communities. Well, nothing I can think of right now. No. Okay. And please feel free to get back to us if you think about something. Chad, I would ask you to extend that same question to you in relationship to the county. Yeah, I'm not seeing anything that we would need to add. I think what you've got here looks good. Okay, thank you. All right, this gives us, I think, something to work with. Um, in terms of us, our continued work in research and bringing some additional information back to you to help keep guiding the work that we can prepare um, to be used for future conversation. Unless anyone else has anything else, I think that kind of concludes that discussion. All right, great, thank you. Next on the agenda uh, are the quick updates that Jessica and give us a yes. little bit of background on. Jessica Mortinger, Transportation Planning Manager. Quick update number one about the transit route redesign. We've included the link to that study process. The steering committee is meeting and beginning to evaluate um, the pros and cons of all the existing services and the feedback they heard from the first round of the survey, that process is underway. Um, number two, we have included links for you of the transportation disadvantaged populations and the environmental justice population handout uh, information. We have developed some web content and PDF handouts to better describe some of that uh, technical analysis that we have been conducting um, and using in much of our planning processes. So I'd invite you to look at those and use those as resources um, as you are maybe exploring some of the same content or analysis that we are working on. Um, we have a three number item is a planned federal functional classification map update. As we mentioned, the addition of this into our UPWP, um, we were, and we mentioned last month, um, we were alerted to some changes and some impacts that's had on the county system. Um, and in preparation for the T2040 update, we are planning a federal functional classification map update. So we will bring to back to you a conversation next month on the agenda with the proposed changes that we are working through with uh, project sponsors who are impacted by those changes for a conversation um, uh, before we would have a future consideration of that with an action item on an, a following agenda. Um, and then also provided number four, the link on here is the monthly KDOT update. And we have included the link to the updates that KDOT provides us about their most relevant project and grant information um, timelines. I would be happy to entertain any questions anybody has about any information on the quick updates. Any comments or questions on the updates from the committee? All right, hearing none. Uh, other business, we don't have any other items. Does the committee have anything in general that anybody wants to talk about before we adjourn? Everybody's good? All right, well, I think we've accomplished the agenda and uh, 
do we have to formally adjourn? I can't recall. No. All right. Well, then the meeting is concluded. Thanks, everybody, for being here today. Thank you. Thank you.